Just Start Real Estate, episode number 80. All right, welcome. Thank you for being with me here on Just Start Real Estate. My name is Mike Simmons. I am your host, and I am thrilled that you are here with me today. There's other things we all could be doing. I appreciate that you're choosing to spend some time here at Just Our Real Estate. I think that's very cool, and I'm glad to have you. Before we get started, I wanted to ask you, when you get a moment, go to my website, and while you're there, if you would, sign up for my mailing list, because when you do that, I am going to send you the top five real estate resources that I think every investor should be aware of. These are resources that I use in my business, resources that other very successful real estate investors use in their business as well. The other reason to sign up for my mailing list is very shortly, I am going to be announcing my brand new coaching program. Now, this coaching program is going to be awesome. I am going to take on a few students and I can only take a few because my time is limited. And frankly, I want to make sure that I'm giving the attention to my students that they deserve. I want to be there for them. I want to give them good quality time, quality information, and really make myself available to them. So I'm only going to take a few students and I'm going to announce the details first to my mailing list and give them the first opportunity to apply to be one of my students that I coach personally. I will absolutely make sure that you know the minute my the details are, are all set for the uh, coaching program and we can get off and running in 2014 and be absolutely as successful as we can possibly be. One of the ways that I plan on being more successful this year is I am going to crank up my buy and hold rental portfolio this year. As of right now, I only have one rental. I am a buy and flip guy. That's pretty much just how I've done my business to this point. Uh, but I want to get going with my rental business and crank it up to be as good and as successful as it can possibly be. One of the companies that's going to have a major impact on my success this year is a company called Rent Prep. And I am so impressed with this company and its owner that I'm not only going to use their service, but I also ask them to be a sponsor on this podcast. If you're not familiar with Rent Prep, I suggest you go back and listen to the episode number 62 of this podcast where I interview Stephen Michael White, the founder and CEO of Rent Prep. Rent Prep is a screening company that you should be using to screen your potential renters. They use real-life screeners to complete the reporting using multiple databases. This makes for a more comprehensive and compliant report. Last year, Rent Prep ran over 30,000 background checks to help keep landlords from renting to bad tenants. They learned that 49% of all applicants had one type of adverse action or another, evictions, judgments, liens, bankruptcy, and criminal records. Half of the background checks performed had something that indicated a higher rental risk. They talk to landlords every day that just got out of bad rental situations, and they look to rent prep to make sure it never happens again. You can call their office and speak to a screener. In fact, you can speak to the screener that actually completed your background check and have them answer any questions that you might have. To check them out, go to juststartrealestate.com forward slash rent prep and type in the promo code juststart to receive their landlord form bundle for free. You can also use that coupon code JUSTSTART whenever you're ordering their screening products and you'll receive an additional 10% off your order. I suggest you go there now, check them out. If you're a landlord, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your business to screen properly. All right, on to the show. 
Okay, thank you for being here again on Just Start Real Estate. I appreciate it. We have a brand new episode for you today. And I am continuing my theme of trying to scare the crap out of you by mentioning everything that can go wrong in real estate investing, or at least some of the big ones that keep people from getting in the game and getting out there and starting their real estate investing career or launching their real estate investing business. I'm talking about some of the things that scare you the most, so I'm trying to scare the crap out of you and then at the same time, tell you how to sidestep some of these problems or make sure that they're never problems for you to begin with. So here we go, we're gonna, we're gonna follow along that theme again. Today I'm gonna talk about what if I can't sell my flip? What if you buy a house, renovate it, put it up for sale, and no one buys it? The worst, right? That's the scariest thing. What are you going to do? You have all this money tied up into it. You know, you have a bank payment you have to make or you have a investor payment that you have to make or it's all your money and it's all tied up in this house. What are you going to do? It's horrible. It's the end of the world. Oh my gosh, real estate investing doesn't work. I, I'm going to never do this again. Why did I trust my instincts? Why did I believe in myself? No, it, that's not the case. So what I want to do is I want to talk today. I want to address this issue of trying to sell your fix and flip property. And then, like I said, specifically what you should do if you have trouble selling the property that you've just renovated. From time to time, you may have a fix and flip property that takes longer to sell than you anticipated. There's a couple of reasons why this might happen. So here we go. One of the reasons is that the ARV was too high to start with. What's the ARV? If we remember, it's the after repair value. Maybe the after repair value that you were calculating was uh was was just too high. You you thought that this house was going to be worth, let's just say you thought it was going to be worth $300,000 when you were done. You finished it all up and 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 you put it on the market and you're you're getting no bites and you start looking around and and realtors are coming through and the feedback you're getting is that your house is only worth 225,000, not not 300,000. And that's all your profits. It's eating all your profits up. It's it's just not what you thought it was going to be. Well, that's because the after repair value that you calculated when you bought the house or before you bought the house was too high. So that's a problem. You need to you really need to go in there with an experienced investor or a very 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 good realtor who can give you very realistic, maybe even conservative after repair values before you buy a house. So that's one reason why it may not be selling is that it's just priced too high because you thought it was going to be worth more than it really was at the end of the day. Another reason or another thing that could make this happen is the market changed during the time that you were renovating the property. Now, if you're doing this, this business well and you're flipping properties, you shouldn't be holding it so long that the market can change all that drastically. But I know that there are, are investors and there's people out there that maybe in their first you know go around with trying to fit, uh, flip a house, it just took a long time. Maybe they ran into a lot of problems. Maybe they tried to do a lot of the renovation themselves, thinking they're going to save money, and then it took a lot longer. You know, maybe you had problems with your contractor. Maybe things just came up that were unforeseen and, and unfor um, you know you just you couldn't avoid them unfor unavoidable, and you know next thing you know your your renovation goes long. Now, for me, a long renovation like literally the time that my contractors are in a house long for me is eight weeks. Uh, yeah, eight weeks would be long. I shoot for four weeks on my renovations and typically I don't go over four or five weeks. Um, you know, if it gets to eight weeks, that's, that's really pushing it. I think that's the longest rehab I've ever had. However, I've heard of people who that have renovations. Matter of fact, a friend of mine who flips houses also and is very successful now, 
His very first house took him like eight, nine months to renovate. Well, eight or nine months, the market can change quite a bit. So that could be a reason why you're having trouble selling is that the market just changed during that renovation period. If you get in and get out like you should, then the, the market's not going to change that severely. So it won't happen. But <clears throat> if it takes you too long, that could certainly be a reason. Okay, next uh, reason is that something is inherently wrong with the property. Now, hopefully that you would have identified this before you brought the, bought the property. You would have talked to a mentor, a friend, a coach, or something, and they could have warned you about this, but maybe it's just in a bad location. Um, you know, maybe the neighborhood is just not a good neighborhood. Maybe it's, it's kind of a known thing that that neighborhood's really bad and unsafe or whatever. And, you know, you bought the house not knowing it. So that's keeping you from selling it. Maybe the layout of the house is really poor. Again, it's something that you, that's something, you know, you definitely should know before you buy a house if the layout's really poor. But if you bought it anyways, and it just has a really awkward or just not a very functional layout, or it's just, you know, not good, that could drive buyers away and, and maybe that's making it hard to sell or you know heaven forbid you did a poor rehab it's you know it, it can happen i guess it, it i know i know it's happened but you know if you just do a really crappy job on the rehab and the work just looks inferior well even you know though it was renovated if the renovation's bad you're gonna you're gonna you know scare people off so Maybe the renovation did wasn't great. Maybe you have to take an honest look at the work that was done and, and realize that it, it just wasn't great and that's causing you a problem. And you may have to go in and get that fixed and it may cost you extra money, but if you bought it right and you, know, you had the right numbers for it and you plugged them in and were conservative, you can probably fix a lot of things that maybe don't look so great. <clears throat> Another reason why it could happen that you wouldn't sell a, a house as, as quickly or as, as well as you'd like is... Winter, it could be winter time. And now if you're in Southern California, this isn't gonna factor in, but here in Michigan, we're experiencing one of the most um, unpleasant winters that we have had in, in decades. I mean, just tons and tons and tons of snow, really, really cold, like sub-zero weather consistently. And houses are just not selling as fast because people don't want to get out and look. It's just miserable. I mean, you're, you're walking through snow, it's freezing cold. It's just really a horrible time to try to sell a house. So severe weather can be a factor when you're trying to sell a house. If you're trying to sell a house, this is the next one. If you're trying to sell a house without a realtor, perhaps you're not making yourself available enough or potential rent, uh, potential buyers are finding it difficult to get information about the house. So maybe, you know, if it's not on the MLS and you're doing a for sale by owner, you know, you have to answer the call. You have to answer the phone during the day. And if you're working a job or something or you're busy and you're not able to take calls, then potential buyers won't be able to talk to you and therefore they won't be able to get into your house, which means they won't be able to place an offer. Also, like I said, if it's not on the MLS, you need to have maybe a website or, or something. Uh, a lot of people use a service called vFlyer. If you go to vFlyer.com, you can list houses uh, using that service and it puts it on a bunch of different websites and places on the internet where people go to look for houses. But if you're not doing those things and you just have like a flyer in front of the house and nothing else, you're making it very difficult for people to get information about the house unless they physically drive to it, which a lot of people just aren't willing to do nowadays. So. You know, it could be you if you're not using a realtor. It, frankly, you're the one that could be in the way of, of actually selling this house. 
And then finally, maybe there's an issue with the neighborhood. Maybe there's a, a, a dog that just barks nonstop next door next door that you didn't uh, realize was, was there, or, or maybe you did and, and didn't think it was a big deal, but you know this dog is just annoying the crap out of everyone who comes to your house. Or maybe you just have a, a neighbor who, who's you know a, a nuisance. Maybe they're being loud or obnoxious or you know they're deterring people from wanting to buy the house. Maybe they're playing super loud music or they're playing drums or something or maybe there's you know there could be a number of things that neighbors could do I guess to, to make people think twice about uh, putting an offer in on your house but it could be just that it could be the neighbors and, and, and maybe you just need to talk to them and ask them if they could please you know keep their dog inside when you're showing your house or you know, just keep their dog inside in general. I don't know, but um, that can be a contributing factor. So you want to be aware of that. So, you know, if you were conservative enough with your numbers in the beginning, there really should be room to lower your asking price. You know, and, and a lot of times that's the reason why houses don't sell. You're just asking too much. I mean, really any house will sell if you lower the price enough, right? Maybe you thought it was worth 300, maybe it's only worth 250. No matter what you do, it's worth 250 and that's just the market. For whatever reason, that's the market. But if you had good numbers and you were conservative enough, you should be able to lower your asking price so that it's competitive. In my experience, pretty much any house will sell, like I said, if the price is right. So that could be your biggest problem right there. Most often, you know, houses are just too, they're just priced too high and that's why they're not selling. So Keep that in mind. Make sure that ARV is rock solid when you buy the house and that you're very comfortable you can get that price for it at the end of the day. Make sure that you're getting good after repair estimates from your realtor when you purchase. That's really the bottom line. I think that's probably the biggest culprit when people can't sell. So that's all I have for today. If you have any questions, feel free to shoot me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com. You can also go to the website, juststartrealestate.com forward slash episode 80 to take a look at the show notes. Uh, yeah, get in touch, get, get involved, interact, and let's talk about it. If you're having this problem, let's figure it out. All right, that's all I have for today. Before we go today, I wanted to remind you to go to our sponsor at juststartrealestate.com forward slash rent prep. When you go there and enter the promo code just start, you will receive their landlord form bundle for free. Also, when you use the promo code just start, you will receive 10% off of all of their screening products. So go there today, check them out and enter the promo code just start. Please also be sure to sign up for my mailing list and I will send you the top five resources I think every real estate investor should know about. Also, stay tuned for the upcoming announcement of my new coaching program. I'll only be able to take on a few students initially, and I will be telling you exactly how to apply in the next couple of weeks. I'm excited about this program. I know I'm going to be able to help a few people either launch their real estate investing business or take it to the next level in 2014. Okay, until next time, if investing in real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start.